Hello everybody, welcome back to Discussing Doodles. The podcast where we talk about an animated movie from a different animation studio each week. Before we begin, we just want to say that some spoilers will be ahead. So if you've yet to see this movie and don't want it spoiled, stop listening now. Final disclaimer, when we get excited, we tend to swear. Although we talk about family movies, this isn't a family podcast. You You have have been been warned. Welcome back to hey. Discussing Doodles. <laughs> hey. Hey. How you doing? Good. Are you talking to me or them? Yeah, you. They can't answer. <laughs> they can't me. answer. It's like Dora when she's like, tell me where the map is. And they just wait. Um, I'm good. How are you? Yeah. I'm, well, I was good. Then I watched this movie. <laughs> and now I'm not feeling so hot. Yeah. Um, last week we watched... Dumbo. Dumbo. Which was cute. Uh, what did it score? 66? 66. Yeah. Yeah. Good memory, Mark. A good memory. Um, I love Dumbo. I very much enjoyed watching that again. Yeah, it was cute. Very yeah. short. Short and sweet. Short and sweet, to a point. And it was heartbreaking at points. It was very sad. I thought, oh, probably not many animated movies that can get sadder than this. And then this week, I'm improved completely wrong. Yeah. We watched The Grave of the Fireflies, Studio Ghibli Week. Yeah. Um, never seen this one before. No. Um, never even considered fun. it. Uh, but I... <laughs> Might never want to watch it again. No, I never want to watch it again. I, I said to Luke, when we finished watching it, I said, I think this is in equal parts the greatest movie I've ever seen and the absolute worst. Yeah. Um, yeah. I have a selection of films that I love... But they're terribly, 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 terribly sad. Instead of fairly, fairly fun, they're terribly, terribly, terribly sad. sad. Um, and I think I put them, I put this one in there. Um, like other ones would be like Boy in a Striped Pajamas, The Impossible. If you haven't seen those films, weirdly enough, I recommend, but they will yeah. make you cry. They're, they're the kind and of film. This is that, one of them. Yeah, you, you, when you're you're watching it, it's it's hard to watch, but it gets to the end and you think, I'm so glad I've watched this. Yeah. Because I. I really felt something. But then you also go, I don't want to watch that again for a <laughs> yeah. very, very long time. Yeah, you're in no hurry right. to see it I again. think I'm, I, I'm probably just about ready to watch The Impossible again since it came out in the cinema. Yeah. I watched it in the cinema and I've not watched it since. Okay, I've watched it since. I've got the DVD somewhere. I think, I think I'm probably just yeah. about, about ready to watch it again. I... And that's been, what, like 10 years now probably? <laughs> so <laughs> I really like a powerful movie. Yeah. Um, as difficult as they can be to watch. Yeah. I love a powerful movie. I think there's something really beautiful about a powerful film. This In a weird, twisted sense. was really powerful. Yeah. Um, I don't even know what to say about it. I but know. I, 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 feel, I, like, I feel numb. Speechless. Yeah. Um, yeah, I feel that. So, let's just kind of very quickly discuss the story itself to give people an overview. Yeah. Um, so, it's set in Japan uh, in World War Two. Um, and it's about a brother and sister who lose their, their mum and then basically become homeless and have to try and survive um, on their own. And yeah. it's about how bad it goes, Yeah. <laughs> essentially. Yeah. Um, and it's horrific. It's actually horrific, but it's also so beautiful because their bond and their relationship is just so... It's one of the cutest things I've ever seen. Yeah. Like, I... You 
you know from the get-go, actually, that it's going to be a very sad film because I don't know whether to like say it or yeah, not. Yeah, I guess but so. Like, in... Spoilers. Spoilers ahead in case you want to watch Grave of the Fireflies. But it does open this way, so it's not that spoiler, Yeah, it's true. To be fair. But they basically, it opens with them, the brother and the sister, the main two characters, as ghosts. And then you go back and sort of see how that happened. Mm. Um, so from the get-go, you're very aware that bad things are following. Yeah. And literally, you, I don't know, I think you get so attached to them. And you don't want the bad things to but come. But you know but it's you coming. Know it's coming. It's like inevitable yeah. and it's horrible. <laughs> you're waiting for that moment, aren't you? Yeah. Yeah, it's um, yeah, really powerful. Um, do you have some facts for us about the yeah, story? Yeah, so it's... it's Listed as an animated war tragedy, and wow. I don't think that is more on point. <laughs> I also don't think that's like a like a very common genre. I think it's going to be the only one <laughs> in discussing doodles. <laughs> yeah. um, an animated war tragedy. I don't think it happens that often, no. particularly not in like America and the UK <laughs> in terms of animated movies. But um, yeah, animated war tragedy. It's accurate as genres go because that's all I could describe this film as. Um, and it's based on the 1967 semi-autobiographical that's it <laughs> short story of the same name so it's um, it's kind of real which makes it even worse <laughs> I hate it when they're based who on who wrote stories. the autobiography um, do you know yeah I as in in the story who who was it it was the brother okay Um. so he's called <laughs> No, that's not him. He's called... Mark's good, better at Japanese names than I am. Aki, Akiyuki Nosaka. Yeah. Um, so he's like the brother part. Um, so it's based on his experience before, during and after the 1945 fire bombing. Mm. Um, so in the story, he had two sisters, which in the film... It's just he's one. only got one. Um, so one of his sisters died from sickness and the other died of malnutrition. But in the film, it's kind of both, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. So I think they just put the sisters together. And then his adopted father died during the fire bombing, which does happen in the film as well. But I don't I think you're ever told it's an adoptive father. It's just right. his father, isn't yeah. it? Um, but he wrote his story as a personal apology to his younger sister regarding her death. She was the one who died from malnutrition. Yeah. I think he felt responsible. Yeah. So his story was kind of like an apology. It's really sad. This is the saddest disgusting deed ever. I don't, like, um, normally we're just like messing around, but I don't feel like I want to. No, I know. <laughs> um, but he had many, many offers come up to him to make it into a movie, um, all of which were live action. Uh, but he felt it was impossible to recreate the barren, scorched earth, which is what he says, as, as his backdrop to the story. Mm. So that's basically what Japan looked like. Um, and he also felt that no child could convincingly play the characters. Um, and then was surprised when an animated film was offered to him. Mm. Uh, and he was extra surprised at the accuracy of the towns and the landscapes and everything from it. So I think that was his preferred way to go. There has been live action films since. There has, yeah. There has. But this was, as far as I'm aware, the first one. And then the director of the movie... Uh, was sort of compelled to tell this story because he felt that um, wartime films were always about noble people who were sort of more able than you were and that it was actually hard to relate to and it wasn't, yeah. it didn't feel very real at all. Whereas I think he was very drawn to the fact that this was a very real, relatable 
yeah. sort of story to tell in war. It's about human relationships, it is. isn't it? It like... feels so more real than like a soldier on the front lines because very few people can relate to soldiers on the front line. Whereas I think a lot of people can relate to a family bond. I think um, that shows, because obviously as a Westerner, we were on the other side of the war yes. to Japan. Yeah. Um, so, you know, we couldn't be further away from them. Mm-hmm. But I still felt it all because it was the human stuff. It wasn't the exactly. war stuff. It wasn't, exactly. our, oh, they were on the other side. Yeah. They, they were the baddies to us. It, it wasn't like that. No. It was, the these war, are human beings. Yeah. The way it's told, it's like the war stuff is very prominent and it is going on, but it is the background of it all. Yeah. It's it's not... It's not about the war. About it's about the, war. the characters. It's not about the fighting. It's yeah. about everyone else suffering because of it. So, yeah. Yeah, I think... Um, there, obviously, there were some, I guess, a few other story changes because in um, the movie, he dies as well. And I guess he didn't die in real life. Yes, I'm guessing the story. in order to write the um, book, yeah. But I like that change because you get to reunite them. They reunite. Exactly. And I think that's, that's prob- the I know it best sounds like... way to end an animated movie, to be fair. To be reunited. Yeah. And I think, like, it, it probably, like, you, I, I say, oh, it's actually happier that he died. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but that sounds weird. But it is because you get to see them together again yeah. and that's all you want. Yeah. Definitely, um, it's what you long for in the end of it. Yeah, so um, I guess we should start scoring. Yeah, we should actually, shouldn't we? Um, so story? I think I'm going to say 10. Yeah. <laughs> which, sounds, which is so weird and completely unexpected by everybody. But I think I'm going to say 10. Yeah. You? I... <laughs> I'll say nine. Yeah. Yeah. Gosh. <laughs> <clears throat> okay. So, as we've said, the characters is like the brother and the sister who are called. So I think he's Sita or Sata. I'd imagine it's Sita, but it was different. So we watched it in Japanese. We did. We watched it in the original Japanese, which um, there are dubs available. Hard to find. They're really hard to find. Um, and also, I think. This one's a good one to watch in Japanese because it's about Japan. It's about Japanese people. And it, it made, made it more it, real. It made it feel more real. It felt more real. Is yeah, what I'll say. I, I feel it like had a, a gritty realism to it. When you watch a, a fantasy movie like Laputa or or Nausicaa, yeah, and it's set in a fantasy world, it's fine to watch that with famous American and British voice actors because yeah. it's a fantasy world. What the hell? But when you're watching a movie that's about Japan. Japan. It's about these... Like, it's, it's very intimately about this brother and sister. Yeah. It's much nicer to watch it I how it was so. intended to I be. I think it, it just felt so much more real watching it the way we did. So yeah. I would recommend watching it in Japanese. Yeah. But it was difficult to... When they're speaking Japanese, it's difficult to actually pick out their names. True. Because it's just... A, yeah. to, to us, it's just all... And I think, I think the sentences are structured completely differently yes. to ours. Yeah. So, like, the names might be at the end of the subtitles... But, but the, the person speaking is definitely not saying them at the end, yeah. so it can be hard to pick up on the only, names, but... um The only thing I really understood was when she said, ice cream. Ice cream, that was so cute. <laughs> she wanted ice cream. Um, oh my God, I'm going to cry. So he was Sita or Sata, I can't remember, and she was Setsuko. Yeah. Um, and yeah, they were wonderful characters. They were so cute. I don't think I've ever been so instantly attached to characters before mm. in my life. 
But from the get-go, I was like, these are my precious favourite characters and I don't want anything bad to happen to them, even though you know bad things are going to happen. Uh, but they had a mum as well at the start and she also died. Oh, my God. And it was horrific. I don't think I've ever seen such an explicit, oh. gritty scene in an animated film. I've seen animation do, like, slasher, blood and guts crazy, which is she also weird to see, it was... It was more gritty than yeah, that, wasn't it? With like like maggots, maggots and, and stuff on her like burnt skin. I it I literally turned. I said to Luke, "What's the age rating on this?" Thing? I know. I dread to like, think, and I also dread to think what the live action oh. movies are like. And I don't think I ever want to watch them. No, this was enough. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah I imagine so, they're nowhere near as good either. Just no, I don't think yeah. so. There was something really magical, weirdly, about this film, yeah. particularly in terms of the whole firefly yeah. section of of the film. Um, but yeah, so these poor characters basically lost everything. Yeah. Um, and they did live with their aunt to start with, who also to start with was a really sweet character. Um, but I think if everything... Again, it's it's that gritty realism of people. I think everything gets to the auntie. And she does end up being quite a horrible person towards yeah. the kids and resenting them quite a bit. I did um, read that the, I think the 2005 live-action remake oh yeah. is done from her point of view mm. and it go it shows you how a kind kindly woman that how the war can turn a kindly woman into like a, a demon essentially yeah. <laughs> she was horrible in the she end she was horrible in the end but i guess the world was horrible it's what it does to yeah. people so yeah i i really appreciate it gritty realism mm. i think it's so like ballsy and something that i was so sad when they met when she made them trade their mother's kimonos for rice yeah and then took the rice off them. I know. I was fuming. Horrific. Yeah. <laughs> it's so... It's... I don't know. I think that gritty realism that we're talking about is something that um, Western animation would never do to this level. Yeah, never. I think it's, never, it's ever. so... I think probably the closest thing you're going to find is maybe Watership Down. Yes, yeah, and, that's not and that was real because it's about rabbits. Yeah, they would yeah. never do a story With about humans. people yeah. that is this gritty. It's um, a really brave movie. It is ballsy, real ballsy. Yeah, but like I appreciate everything about that. Yeah, me too. So the cat, I think the characters are excellent because like they feel real, which yeah. is weird for an animated film in a way. Yeah, um, and she it's, sets, it's all different. Was is my favorite character ever. She is ador- the most adorable thing I've ever seen in my yeah. life, um, and she just felt like a real little girl, yeah, didn't she? she? Really and did. he was the sweetest because he he put aside his grief and everything to just keep her happy all yeah. the time. Um, so he was really sweet, and then yeah, the auntie. I think as horrible as she was by the end, I think it's, that's must be what people are like in a war. Yeah. I mean, we would never know. Hopefully. <laughs> yeah. um, but like, yeah, I just, I appreciate all the characters for what they are. Yeah, me too. Even the sassy auntie who steals their rice. Fucking bitch. I think it's real. It's almost like, I always bring Doctor Who into things, don't I? It's so stupid. But like, you know when you watch like Midnight as an episode of Doctor Who, where everyone who's st- in the beginning is really nice, but through the stressful events, they all become like mm. horrible. I think it's a genuine real thing. Yeah. And I think that's what's really cool about the auntie as a character, as horrible as she was. Yeah. So I love the characters. Score? I don't know. Nine? Okay. I'll say 
I'll say eight. I was going to say, I, do you know what? I'd say ten for the brother and the sister. They were some of the best characters I've ever seen. Yeah. Ever. They were. But, but the, the mum on, on the whole. And actually, the, the cast the cast is so small. There's, is, no other, there's, like, there's no other real characters. There's like, like the old farmer and stuff. The, the Rugrats, 10 out of 10 for characters because there's such a vast, vast fantastic cast of characters. Whereas this true. one, there's only really two. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? True. So I guess I give it an 8. Um, comparing this to the Rugrats is fucking weird. Man. I mean, they're <laughs> so far off from one yeah. another. Although the way this is going... I think I think dear old Rugrats and Paris might just be about to lose its fucking crown, I'm telling you. Imagine. Um, Alright, animation. Animation. So, obviously, all hand-drawn. Absolutely everything. Um, it's one of those... It, Studio Ghibli always blows me away with their... It does. It does. Me too. It's just the the realism of the movement mm-hmm. um, and everything is just, it's just it's amazing. So nice. um, this movie, all of its outlines were brown rather than black to give it like a softer feel. Um, nice. And it was the first time that had ever been done in anime, so um, that was pretty cool, I think. Yeah. Um, the uh, what, what was I gonna say? <laughs> oh, they were making it at the same time as my neighbour Totoro, Totoro, however you pronounce oh, yeah. it. Um, so, so which came out in the same year. They literally made the two films side by side. So, um, I I I say Takahata, whatever however you pronounce his name. Mm. was directing this one whilst Hayao Miyazaki was directing Totoro. I see. Um, and some of the animators got confused about which film they were working on. Oh, Because really? they were working on both. Hilarious. Um, so I found that quite funny. <laughs> um, so the director of this one, I, I'm probably absolutely butchering this name, but I, I want to say Iseo Takahata. Yeah, that's why I just called him the director yeah. earlier. He was the producer of Nausicaa and Laputa. Oh, okay. So he, he kind of had the... Um, experience with those two and then yeah. i guess miyazaki just said to him right off you go off you go and make your You've own learned one learn well with my young padawan yeah literally so um uh, this is so different to those two those two but the animation style it, it is oh, so it obviously ghibli yeah ghibli. it fits ghibli. <laughs> ghibli. <laughs> um but that being said it's still not perfect Ghibli yet. They're, they're no, still not quite there yeah, yet. Definitely. They, you, it's it's older. You can tell it's like mm. older and not as refined as things like Spirited Away or yeah. Ponyo or Howl's Moving Castle. Yeah, um, for sure. Yeah, we're um, not quite there yet. So for, for that reason, I'm probably not going to give it full marks for animation, but it's still bloody beautiful looking film. It is. Um, so I'm going to give it a, a straight up eight, I think. Yeah, I'll... Um... I'll give it an eight too. Again, I think it has that um, gritty realism that the the guy who wrote the book was saying that like a live action couldn't portray as well. Yeah. The way they made the world look so like it looked like you know how like Nausicaa was almost like post apocalyptic. Yeah. This felt the same, but then you had to remind yourself that it was real, real. world. Yeah. Like it wasn't like some distant Hunger Games style thing. It's <laughs> like that's freaking Japan in yeah. the forties. Yeah. Like it was grim. But that's not even the worst. So of it. well done. If you think I about know. like Hiroshima and Nagasaki, is Nagasaki? Am I making that up? Those places would have been. They were. They were gone. They were wiped off the face of the earth. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. The um. I can't. The West. I mean, obviously, we had our reasons for doing it, but we butchered Japan. Yeah. Absolutely butchered. Madness. Sad, isn't it? It's terrible. But. On the flip side of it, they came out of the war and they prospered and now they're like an true. A, amazing country. True, true. So, you know, there's, there's swings and roundabouts, isn't it? Yeah. Um, 
soundtrack. Soundtrack. Then. So it's by a guy. I'm going to have a book to this, aren't I? Michio Mamiya. Michio Mamiya. Yeah, I reckon that's probably about right. Yeah. Probably not. Um, <laughs> probably not. He has done some live action Japanese movies. He's done a little animated one called The Little Norse Prince, which okay. looked quite cute. I don't think it's on our list of things to do. Maybe but one like, day. I saw it. <laughs> on the thing of movies he's done. But he hasn't done many movies. He's okay. only done about four or five. I imagine he does a lot of music in Japan. Maybe. I think. Um, but it was a cute soundtrack. Um, I think it fit the film very nicely. But not much of it stood out to me. Well, I, think I was, was going to say, there wasn't much there wasn't of it. A lot of a it. A lot of the time it was silent. Silent stuff. It yeah. wasn't heavy soundtrack. Mm. It was a really nice piano bit when the fireflies would come out. Yeah. Um, which is very Ghibli in itself. I always link a piano like mm. solo to like Studio Ghibli. Yeah, me too. Um, but yeah, I think it fit the tone and stuff of the film really nicely. But I honestly think everything else was so good that soundtrack wasn't really even on my radar. No, I, I would agree. I think I was so taken aback by the storyline, the characters, the animation, that soundtrack was like a bit overshadowed in a way. Yeah. But like you say, there wasn't, a huge lot of it either. So yeah, that's the thing. It was it, like... they, but it was kind of nice. They used it sparingly. Yeah, they used they it to really it a... make you emotional at yeah. the, the right points. Mm-hmm. Obviously, there was soundtrack at the very end when they were sitting on the bench together looking at the city and stuff like that. So... Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm <gonna> cry. <laughs> um, I did think it was good. But yeah, there, there wasn't much of it, so I can't really give it a massive score. No. Um, what are you thinking score-wise? Like a, a, a six, yeah, maybe? Because I, I think it fit the tone of the movie really nicely, but nothing stood out to me. No, I completely sense. agree. Um, okay. Well, we, we made it, pretty much. We've just got Legacy left. Yeah. <laughs> um, had a live-action remake. It did, too. Two. There's a 2005 one and a 2008 one. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. So, you know, we, we you know we could say that that's part of a legacy. We'd yeah. give that to a Disney film that's had a live-action remake, True. I guess, wouldn't we? So, True. Um, I don't know why it had to. And very closely together, 2005, 2008. Maybe the 2005 one was so bad, they were like, oh, we need to try again. We need to again. <laughs> they mess it up. <clears throat> Can they do that with The Lion King, please? Please. Um, <laughs> no, actually, don't. No, no more. Leave it alone. Yeah, leave, leave it alone. Apparently, there was going to be a follow-up story... That was set at the start of the Second World War, okay. um, based on another book from another person, but they were going to kind of link them. It's so like a prequel. Um, but it was like shelved eventually. Um, but I don't know if that adds a legacy or not. I've written it down. It's like so. a thing. It's like they attempt, a bit like with Dumbo, that they, they were thinking about a sequel, but they never did it. I think um, legacy-wise, though, you have to say that this isn't one of the ones... There are some, some Ghibli films that crossed over to the West and, well... And took it by storm, Spirit oh Away. Spirit Away, it's um, an iconic piece of Studio yeah. Ghibli. Thing. And then, then after that, sort of some of their older films kind of came over as well, like Nausicaa, like Laputa, yeah. um, Princess Mononoke, yeah. uh, and House then Moving House Moving Castle came, came out, and then um, Ponyo. So, like, they're the big ones, they're like the big They dogs, are, aren't they? Mean? This like, is never one that's no, in that list it's ever. Not. And I feel like the reason why the dub is so hard to find is because. I guess it's got less of a legacy. Yeah, I guess so. And it's it's to be fair, like I can kind of see it though. It's not a fun, exciting movie that you want no. to go and see and watch it a million times. So I can kind of see that maybe it's not the most popular. But in a way, I think it's like weirdly my favourite Studio Ghibli I've ever seen. 
mm. in like a weird way. <laughs> yeah. Um, but that's my personal legacy. That doesn't actually help. The le- I'm like, uh, it's the best one I've ever seen. So legacy, ten out of ten. <laughs> it's oh. not that. Oh, this isn't. I, this isn't really legacy, but I, just, I forgot to talk about it when we we're talking about story. Oh, for goodness' S- sake! Sita looks at the audience when he's a ghost. Yeah, he does. He looks actually, directly at the camera, and he's narrating the story. So it's literally like he's telling us. He's the story. telling us. Oh my god, I love that. Yeah, it's cute. Um, oh. So no, I, I, I can't. It's give not it. the best legacy. To no. be fair, I never really even heard of it until we started doing discussing doodles. Yeah. So, um, we've had a few things like that. That I've rated really low, lowly. Lowly. <laughs> lowly. I've rated really lowly because of that. So I really feel like I should do the same with this. Okay. I shouldn't feel guilty about it. I've given it some really juicy scores. You gave it a 10 for story. I know. Straight out the gate, 10. 10. I thought, here we go. He's going to give it a 10 for everything. <laughs> oh, here he goes. <laughs> he's started now. He's opened the 10 um, floodgates. I think I'm going to give it like a 4. Okay. It sounds really bad, but... I never heard of it. I'm going to give it a five just because two live action remakes. True. Okay. Oh my God, I love this film. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I just I was not expecting what we got. We said when we were going to start series three that, well, I I think I said that like, I always look forward to the dark horses that mm. like completely take me by surprise. I think this takes the crown so far as to being the best dark horse we've seen. Yeah. Like. Yeah. Considering we'd never seen it before. We knew nothing no. about it. I adored um, it. Okay, so Mathematics, some numbers. Hit me. Story, you gave it a 10, I gave it a 9. God. Character, you gave it a 9, I gave it an 8. Mm-hmm. Animation, we both gave it an 8. Mm-hmm. Soundtrack, we both gave it a 6. Mm-hmm. Uh, Legacy, you gave it a 4. Mm-hmm. And I gave it a 5. Oh, no. Oh, wait. <laughs> I nearly messed up. 73. Okay. That's a good score. That is a good score. It's um like two points behind like Chicken Run. Yeah. For example, which is one of our which was one of our favourite films that we've done. Where does it how does it match up against the um, other Ghibli? So Nausicaa's sixty six, so it's higher than that. Higher than that. Lapita's Lapita was seventy four. Oh, one behind. Yeah. That's not bad though. So Lapita still sits on top as yeah. uh as the uh, the top Ghibli the so top far, Ghibli. and it scored the same as like Ice Age, which again is a film we adore. Yeah, so it's up there. It's older than Ice Age. It came out in nineteen eighty eight, so it actually beats Ice Age. There you go. Um, yeah, so it's I'm up there. I think. Super glad we watched this one, and uh, me too. I recommend to anybody if you can get hold of a DVD or if you've got Amazon Prime and you can pay for it or rent it or whatever. I fully recommend giving this one a watch but just make sure you're not feeling emotionally unstable on that day true <laughs> um true. unless you want to cry and unless you want to cry yeah maybe yeah, maybe go so. for it it could drain your tears it's um <laughs> have a tissue box nearby yeah it was a, it was a really really good film it was beautiful really but it film. is tough watch so you, that's your warning yeah i feel like this has been like one of the more sort of Somber episode. It has our energy levels aren't what they normally are, <laughs> no. um, and they might not be for the next film either. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. I was like, Dumbo's sad. Dumbo's sad. Grave of the Fireflies is sad. Yeah. And now next week we're doing the Land Before Time, which is like sad. 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 <laughs> so, I don't think I've ever watched it without crying. It's so emotional, but at the same time, it is really funny. Yes. So it has a lot more light-hearted moments. It does. Than this one. It yeah. does, which Dumbo did as well. So yeah. that's the the Western. Well, I'm just looking style. forward to Pixar Week, and we can just stop with the crying. Already. I know. <laughs> God, give it to us. Anyway, um, I'm looking forward to Land Before Time, though. I think it's going to be good. It's childhood favorite. Yes. I haven't watched it probably in about 
10 years or so. Do you think? The first one. I haven't watched the first one in ages. ages. Okay. So I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to it as well. Um, it has always been one of my absolute favourite yeah, films. Yeah, we, we so. were obsessed with Lamb for Time when yeah, we were younger. So we really it were. bodes well. Does but it could be a dis- it could be like Pokemon too. It could oh my god, just... we could be like, why did we love this so much as kids? What's yeah. wrong with us? This is dreadful. Yeah, it's dreadful. Um, so we'll see. We will join see. us next week to see if we hate the Lamford time. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, yeah. Um, please do go and watch this movie if you can. Yeah. Um, Recommend. Do you know what's really interesting, actually, is Landfall Time came out the same year as this, so Whoa. it'll be really interesting to compare the animation and see... It will, actually, won't it? See, what, see what's, what's, what's going what? on. Yeah. yeah. I think um, Oliver and Company came out that year as well, so that'll be interesting, too. It will. <laughs> Not that we're doing that anytime soon. No, that's true. Um, so, Luke, before we do the Landfall Time, where can we find you? At Lukey Reed, Twitter... Instagram, YouTube. YouTube. <laughs> YouTube. Uh, it's been 84 years. Mark, where can we find you? You can find me at actuallymjr on Twitter. <laughs> I forgot what it was called then. At so actuallymjr underscore 2.0 on Instagram. And then, right. yeah, I'm try- I'm, this movie's knocked me for six. It, it really has. has. Like, I just it? need to go and sit down and just... <laughs> Just, yeah. <laughs> um, you can find me on Letterbox. We've updated it with all of the the movies um, that we've reviewed, and you can find us both on Twitter at Disc Doodles. Dudes. <laughs> um, so yeah, so thank you very much for listening this week. Sorry that it's not been the usual um, cheery cheery thing. Uh, but it was been... a good film, though. It got a ten out of ten at one point. It did, yeah. It did. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, thank you very much and we'll see you next week for Landful Time. Bye Felicia. Bye, have a good day.